good evening. It's already Thursday night here in Yerushalayim, Yerakadosh. It's a nice, beautiful, beautiful, uh, cool night. We've had some very, very, uh, the days are sunny, but not hot, hot. And tonight, it's very, at nighttime, it's very, very cool. As you guys remember, when you were in Yerushalayim, that's on the physical planet, the physical planet. I just want to mention a little uh, something, uh, and we'll try to tie it into the topic that we want to talk about. It's very interesting. The last few weeks, I know that most of the Zoom schmoozes, for those of you that have been following it, have been part of it. So I've really been speaking about the uh, current events, which I believe is uh, always tied in with the Parsha. And the current events here in Eretz Yisrael are pretty uh, dramatic, pretty, um, how would I say it, um, for lack of a better term, pretty explosive. That's the only way to describe it. But before we speak about that, I said mentioned to something great on one hand, and a little bit of perspective to tie it into what we're, the topic is. Last night, I was offered to go to a chasana of um, Rabbi, a son of Rabbi Sklar, a wonderful, wonderful Rabbi Aaron Sklar Shlita's was the Rosh Kolo in Eriyaka for many years. He was a Rebbe in Eriyakov. He was, and now he's a Rosh Yeshiva, a very wonderful Yeshiva, together with a Bari Lichtman. And he made a chastin last night. Now, the place where he made the wedding, you know, wasn't exactly what I would say, like, uh, Rabbi Sklar lives in the Yaakov. You know, he's a nice, from Rosh Yeshiva. And he made it um, in the Gush. I don't know if it was his choice or the Mechutna's choice, but it was in the Gush. And there's different places in the Gush. You know, there's a place in Efrat, there's a place in Bat Ayin. This is a place where I'd never been to before. It's called Beit Habracha. Sounds like a great name, Beit Habracha. And the truth is, if you know a little bit about the configuration of Efrat and, and Gush Etzion, when you get to like, when you're passing on the road on the 60, you get to the, to the end of um, Efrat, there's a big circle. You can go right, you can go to... Um, to Gush Etzion, Bat Ayin, that area. And if you get through the circle, the truth is it takes a long time to get to that circle. To get from Har Nof to the wedding, it took us close to 50 minutes, 50 minutes. And it's not that far away, but it's just a lot of traffic getting through the tunnels. And, um, and when we drive, when you get through the tunnels, you get to the other side, you get through the checkpoint, um, there's, uh, yeah, you know, you're driving with, um, our cousins, you know, not such wonderful cousins. And especially in the times that we're living in, you know, you got to keep in mind what the cousins are capable of doing. And when we got to that traffic circle, so what happens is, is that if you go through the traffic circle, once you get through it, that road leads all the way to Hebron. And I remember for many, many years, I used to travel on that road. I would go to Hebron, go to Marzamach I used to travel myself. I wasn't nervous. But lately, you know, I don't know if I would travel to Hebron, especially in these times, on my own, if I had an armed guard with me, maybe I would go, or I'd go on a bus. Anyway, so, and when you get to the circle, I'm just the reality in Israel, that, that circle, you know, it's like a major thoroughfare. Efrat, you know, there's big, large population, Gush Etzion's a large population, and there's, there's helmet, helmet, helmet soldiers, with submachine guns waiting, and they're looking. They're looking for chas v'shalom. There shouldn't be any actions from our, uh, our, our so-called neighbors, undesirable neighbors. And um, 
especially the, the matzah that we're in. And then we continued, and around 400 meters after we continued, all of a sudden, that's where the way said to, to get off this place called Beit Tabracha. You have to get through a security fence to get in. And, um, you know, I don't know if you guys ever watched movies in your life, but you can imagine, like, you know, picture the scene, like, you know, you're getting off this highway, not really highway, it's really like two lanes. You got a security guard there, and you, you can't get in without a security, you know, just the way it is. And then you come into this place and it was very, very beautiful. It was very picturesque. It's a vineyard. It's an old hotel that they've renovated, which was on the Chevron Road. And it's called Beit HaBrachan. It's been there for many, many years. And I guess it must have had the Jewish, um, Jewish ownership. And uh, Rabbi Sklar, we had a lot of Neriakov Talmudim that were there. Akiva Kolbrish, Rabbi Akiva Kolbrish, a big Talmud Chacham, Machabra Svarim, Rabbi Maisha Greenspan, Rabbi Dani Kunzler, Rabbi Yelichtman, and the Sklar family and other members, other old Talmudim that were there. And I only stayed for the chuppah. And I heard afterwards that some other Neriakov Talmudim that showed up afterwards and they told me, Adam Schwartz told me, showed up. He says, Rabbi, yeah, that was pretty scary. And he lives in Beitar. Beitar is not that. You know, it's not exactly in the like the, uh, considered like so-called safe part of Israel as well. But he said even going there was a little bit more difficult, especially in the times that we're living in. So why do I want to speak about this thing? I don't want to get people scared. I don't want people to say, oh, Israel is a, is, a, is a scary place. No, this is a reality. The reality is, hey, we just finished a war here in Israel where we had four, over 4,000 missiles being shot into our territory and into people's houses and killing people. And, and uh, this is the reality. And if we take a look at our year that we've had over a year, we've discussed it so many times, the corona epidemic, the worldwide epidemic, the horrific events in, in, in Maron, Kalin, Stalin, a lot of calamities, a lot of difficulties. And now this week, this week, just last night, a, a, a so-called coalition of eight disparative parties, okay? They got an official piece of paper that they all signed. They have no idea who the lawyers are. Robert, maybe you know who some of the lawyers are. And the parties from different backgrounds, different like political positions, some to the far right, some to the far left, some so far left, they've fallen off the earth. Arab support, um, Meretz, which is a uh, party which is, runs on an anti-religious uh, platform. Most of the parties are, are very anti-religious and uh, some of them are anti-Zionist, so-called Zionists. Um, and then there's a fellow by the name Naftali Bennett and this is not Lashon Hara, this is, you know, it's Puk Chazi, my armor Bushuka, Puk, you know, Natalie Bennett is supposedly a, a Shomer Shabbos Jew, and he has, a, he's a bright guy, he's had a big, had a big startup company, became a multimillionaire. He worked for Bibi, for Netanyahu as his chief of staff, he worked for him for many, many years, and he himself wanted to run for prime minister. His party was able to garner six seats six seats. And with those six seats, he parlayed it together with a fellow by the name of Lapid, who is very much, you know, anti-religion, 
for sure, as far as his political platform is concerned. And, uh, and he's now up to back to become the prime minister of the state of Israel together with Lapid. They're gonna split up to four years. And the truth is that they signed a deal, but within hours, all of a sudden they found out that the deal might not end up staying because it needs all, they, they can only get 61 people to, after 61, all they have is exactly 61. But one of the members of Naftali Bennett's party is not happy with some of the decisions that are being made. And maybe another one is going to, 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 to jump off the ship. All I'm saying is like this, it's like so tenuous. You know, I think look, if any lawyer was writing up this contract, they would probably say, you know, just get out of this deal. Like this deal really can't list. But there, there is such a, since the beginning, there's been such an, a hatred towards uh, Netanyahu. And I'm not telling you that Netanyahu is a, a tzaddik, you say, he's not. He's a political uh, person. Who uh, he he believes in his beliefs, but he's a very politically oriented, and he's thrown a lot of people underneath the bus in order to move forward because that's the way politicians are. Politics is not a, not 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 a, not a, not a clean game. But I just want to tell you one thing. Yeah, there was a, a news item in this week's paper that one of the parties, which is the merits party, the head of that merits party is a woman, and very intelligent woman, and she put up for vote a week ago, a law that would be placed into the books. Now, I'm not, not sure it's gonna get through, but at least that's what she wants. That if you convince a minor to put on tefillin, then you can be locked up and thrown into jail for six months for coercion, for, for, for religious coercion. And it was just like flabbergasted, you know what I mean? Like in order to stop the Kiruv aspect that goes on within Israel, within the society. Can you imagine passing a law that would state that if you, that if a Chabad guy goes over to a child who's a minor, and a minor means underneath 16, can you imagine that there would be a law in Israel that would state that if you get a child to put on tefillin, you're gonna be locked up in jail? What does that sound like? It just sounds like the antithesis of what the Torah is all about. And this is a party that's gonna be one of the parties. One of the headlines today is, is that we're not going to get what we want, which is to allow civil marriages in Israel. You know what civil marriage is? Civil marriage means it should be secular law. No kedushin and no gittin. And you don't have to check up on the yichus, on the lineage of a person when they get married. You know, I'm not even getting into the whole issue of same-sex marriages, which is another issue which is coming up. But they said, like, this, this is what these parties are going to be pushing for. And who's going to be the defender that maybe would, would stop this is a fellow who doesn't listen to Rabbanim, who is hell-bent on becoming the prime minister in order to get rid of his nemesis, and he feels this is the right time. The only way to do it is by what? By banding together with people which ideologically he doesn't believe in. And he would fight against them in all normal circumstances. Now, I'm not taking away from any schism that this guy might have. He might have schism. He might have fought in the Israeli army. He might be a good businessman. He might have given tzedakah. He might have done a lot of things. I'm not turning him into a, a Payaria, a Russia, for the sake of being that called. But the fact that he would band together with people that their platforms are 
anti the Torah, anti what the, what we fought for for 2,000 years to come back to Eretz Yisrael. We didn't fight to come back to Eretz Yisrael in order to be a nation like any other nation. We came back to Eretz Yisrael because we wanted to be the Am Segula Mikol And that's our only schus for being here. I just find it very, very like Hashkocha uh, Pratius that it comes out, it's in the parsha of the, um, of the Meraglim. Now the Meraglim is like an amazing, amazing thing. Like I, I heard someone said a vart today. You know, the Rabbanu Shalom, if you take a look at the parish, take a look, the, the Rabbanu Shalom, is, he's like so upset with Klal Yisrael. Since last week, he's been upset. Kibra Sataiva, and um, um, the Mislainanim, they're complaining, complaining, complaining. And then this week is like, this is the, the harshest parish in the Torah, so to speak. It's Bechiel Ladeiris. It's, it's, it's a cry for generations because the whole Chorban Habayis by his vision, by his it all comes about because of the chet of the miraglim. And uh, he says to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, they've tested me 10 times. Now, what's so interesting is, is that the Rabbani Shalom was willing to forgive Klai Yisrael for a lot of different sins. The chet of the Egel Azov, the Rabbani Shalom, he, he, he was willing to, he was willing to um, forgive Klai Yisrael, but the chet of the Egel, the Rabbanisham doesn't forgive. Why is the Chet of the Eagle different? I saw a word, I heard a word from somebody that, you, you know, when there's an Aveira between Ben Adam La Makam or even Ben Adam La Chaveira, so the Rabbanisham can play a role in trying to, uh, to fix it up. The Rabbanisham, okay, he'll, he'll allow a true process to go. But you know what happens over here? Over here, the Rabbanisham says, uh, I'm bringing you to Eretz They were three days of way of three days away of entering into Eretz Yisrael. They would have gotten out of Egypt. They would have entered into Eretz Yisrael after Matan Torah. They wouldn't have have to have gone through forty years of the desert. And what did they start saying? They speak start speaking all kinds of insane nonsense about Eretz Yisrael. What is the nonsense of Eretz Yisrael? Instead of saying Eretz Yisrael is Toiva Eretz Ma'ayd Ma'ayd. What do they do? They they say they might see diva. They say the land is Eretz Ochelis Yosheveh. Everyone is giants, and we're like Chagavim, and we're not going to be able to overcome them. They're too, they're too strong for us. What are we too strong for you? Mitzrayim wasn't wasn't strong with the Klaus on the Rebbeinu and beat them up. So we see an amazing, amazing thing. First of all, we see like this, when people themselves are confused and don't have a direction in life and they take a look at a situation and they translate it according to the way they want to see it, not within the eyes of the parameter of the Rabbi Shalom, but within their own eyes, and they decide what's right and what's wrong, you know what the Rabbi Shalom says? I can't help these people. If these people themselves are confused within themselves about what their hashkafa is and what's right and what's wrong, and they don't allow the Rabbanishim's message to be put into their system, then the Rabbanishim says, them I can't be moichel. When a person makes a mistake, but not in Lamakam, he dins the ego. The ego, the ego, okay, because Baruch says, okay, you made a mistake. Avodah Zarah was a strong force in the world. You were worried. 
I understand that. There could be this Benadam Lamak, the Benadam Chaveira things. If a person has Chuva, the Rabbanushim could do it. But over here, when you're confused, it's really an amazing thing. I saw a word from, and I think that that's a, that's a, that's a big Pesach for us to understand what's going on with the Chet and the Egel, and then we're going to tie it into what happens over here. There's an interesting um, Medrash, it's a Gemara. The Gemara says that why did the Churban Beis Amidish take place? Because Klaizom, they put the pay before the iron. We know in the Aleph Beis, what do we have? The iron pay. They put the pay before the iron. If you take a look at Megillus Eicha, when it goes through the Aleph, in the Eicha, Yashva Badot, the pay, the letter pay is before the iron. That means they put their mouths before the eye. Normally, what a person sees and he's able to discover, and then he, ex- he exclaims it outside. Over here, they put their mouths before their eyes, which meant to say whatever they wanted, that's what they saw. They had Nagia. And the Chet and the Miraglim is a very simple thing. What they saw was they're going to have to live a life of ruchnius, of spirituality. They didn't want to live a life of spirituality. They wanted to live a life, a comfortable life. They wanted to have chumrius. They wanted to have tanugim. They wanted to have taiva. And that's a basic concept, which a basic uh, issue which man always deals with. But over here, the problem was like this. They're coming to the holiest land on the earth. And instead of looking at the land and looking for the kedusha that's in the land, and to see that Hiram Maria is a place of the Akeda, to see that Kiryas Arba is where Avmavinu lived, and every single step that Avmavinu took, he created a new spiritual dimension. Instead of looking at the Kedusha of the Aritz, instead of saying, that we have to go up. Instead of that, they said, no, we can't go. We can't live on such a high level. We can't live Ruchnius. And therefore, everything that they saw, they turned it into a situation which is based upon their perception. And Rav Hutner said an unbelievable art once. Rav Hutner said a lot of people, they say, the Neshama should have an Aliyah. You know, a person passes away, comes to the yard site, the Neshama should have an Aliyah. So they said, um, they said uh, that the Rav used to say, not that the Neshama should have an Aliyah, but that the Aliyah should have a Neshama. The Aliyah should have a Neshama. That means when you come and you, and you, you, come and you make Aliyah to Eretz Yisrael, you have to make sure you're not coming Islam, but the Aliyah should have a Neshama. And that's the whole reason why we come there. So we come there as well because we want to have an Ali, Ali, and we want to become better. You know, I saw that, um, you know, that, um, you know, he, a lot of people that are moving there. So it's very, very hard to find a point, apartments here in Eretzusel. And I think that it's an amazing, amazing thing that people are coming, even under the circumstance of what's going on throughout the entire world. But we see clearly if a person's coming for the Ruchnias in Eretzusel, then it's, that's the purpose of Eretz Yisrael. If you're coming for the Gashmias of Eretz Yisrael, you just want to have a better life here physically, and that's the only thing that you're looking for in a lot of better places. There's an unbelievable Natsiv in this week's parish. And Siv says uh, on the Pasik that Yeshua says, Ma'od, Ma'od. 
the land is very, very good. Why don't you just say, oh, it's tova. Tova ma'od. So he says, no, there are a lot of other countries that are more beautiful physically than Eretz Yisrael. And people might disagree with that. They might say, Eretz Yisrael, has a lot of, Eretz Yisrael does have a lot of beauty. But you should know that the purpose of the beauty in Eretz Yisrael is to, to connect to the Ruchnias. It's to connect to the spirituality. When I was sitting at the wedding yesterday, and I was looking at the beautiful, beautiful vines and the vineyards, and I was thinking about, ah, this is all part of Eretz Zavas Cholav Udvash, the Shivas Haminim, and Eretz Yisrael is, 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 is blessed with. But what's the purpose of the Shivas Haminim? The purpose of the Shivas Haminim is that we take the Shivas Haminim and we make a bracha on it. We raise our we raise our, our cup up with wine and we make a bar I, I said over Vart this week that Rev, uh, Revolbi writes, do you want to know which of the birchas hanen in this more chashif? Shahakal Niyavadvara or Baripriya Aits? No, what do you guys think? Which one would you take? So Shahakal Niyavadvara is a more beautiful bracha. Everything was created by Hashem to his words. And the halacha is no, if you have a choice of uh, two brachas. Which bracha goes first? The bracha in Shehakal or the bracha in Bari Eitz? Do the one in Bari Eitz or Bari Adama. Why? Because that's a more uh, exclusive bracha. When I say exclusive bracha, it only deals with fruits, only deals with vegetables. And the different pratim are more chashiv. When a person has something which he can focus on and say, this is an individual connection to myself and Hashem, it's, that's greater than Shehakal Niyabidvar, a more general thing. The per, when we come there, it's all, a lot of different mitzvahs that we have here. All of a sudden, you have to deal with Trumas and Maishas. Next year, we have Shemitah. We're all learning, trying to learn the halachas of Shemitah. Reb Chaim Kanievsky is pushing everyone to learn the, 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 the Mishnayis and Shemitah, halachas and Shemitah. There's a lot of different responsibilities when you come there. It's, it's maybe not as comfortable physically, but you're more attached to the Torah and the mitzvahs aspect of what really life is all about. And I think that if you're asking me today, what's really going on over here? There's really a battle that's going on between why we are here in Eretz Yisrael. Are we here in Eretz Yisrael because we want to be the Am HaNifchar, the chosen nation? We want to be people that are connected to the Torah and to the mitzvahs and what we can do to make ourselves more spiritual? Or are we only coming here because we want to have the good life? And whatever we can do to have the good life is really important. Now, I'm not trying to bash everybody. I'm just trying to say we see very clearly that the lines are becoming very, very clear that there's a battle that's been going on really for many, many years about what is really the heart and soul of the Jewish people over here. There was a, you know, what's the heart and soul? Are we here just to be like any other nation? Are we going to allow the conservative and the reform thought process, which has permeated in many, many people throughout the generations, unfortunately. And we have a, 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 a um, the Gedolim have set up that we should not have separation of state and religion. Why? Because if not, then Shabbos would be trampled upon. If not, marriage and divorces would be trampled upon. And if, if what happens, chas v'shalom happens, that a, 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 a situation that people will be in the power to be able to, 
to, to, to change laws. And the truth is, we know that the Rabbanusham is going to, eventually, the Rabbanusham is going to bring us back completely to Eretz Yisrael. And all of us, we see all the miracles that the Kodesh Baruch has, has, has it ready for us to get. But the difficulties of what we have to go through, the, the Yisurim of the... Um, of having to have to see what people can do and without having a full understanding of really what Torah is all about. Those are the things which we have to be, we have to daven for and we have to pray for. So I think that today there is a modern day miragul. People that miragul are different forms. Miragul means not only miragul in the story of the, the miragul story. The miragul means they're changing the land of Eretz Yisrael they don't want to be able to take upon himself the yoke of the Torah. And we have to daven that the Rabbanushim should give siyata deshmaya to all the people, that people should have sense. It's really amazing, amazing thing that there's Rabbanim from the Mizrahi party that have been telling their, um, been telling their, some of these members of Knesset that went with Naftali, that how can you, how can you make a, a, a pact together with the Arabs Islamic fundamentalists who were out to destroy us just two weeks ago. They were, they were inciting riots against us. So we f- see clearly what Chazal say at the Gemara at the end of the site. says, after all the Shemanim of Mashiach, we say, There's no one to rely on except HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we have a Haftacha. The Haftacha is, Netzach Yisrael lo Yishaker. We can't get despondent about it. We have to be concerned, yes, but we can't get despondent. When Joseph HaKadosh Baruch has taken us through all of the different trials and tribulations of the Golosim and the exiles, and now we're seeing, we're holding Mamish Be'ikvis of the Mashiach. So what can we say on Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Pasha Shalach, that we should be able to see that there's two people who stood up, that was Yeshua and Kalev, and for Yeshua and Kele and Kalev went to the Yeshani Chevron. So I want to say, Rabbi Sai, we're going to dive into the others. We have the bracha of the of the of, of Moshe Rabbeinu's Yud that he gives to, to Yeshua. And we hope and we pray and we dive in the midst of Hashem. We should be Zaycha to Gula Shleima and there's Hashem Yisbarach. It will happen, Bez Hashem Yisbarak, very soon. Wishing everyone a good night, a good Shabbos. Great to see everybody. And looking forward to sharing in good things from each other. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you and have a wonderful day.